The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help, I need somebody. Help, not just anybody. Help, you know I need someone. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. I'm a physician trained in Britain and living in Canada. Since retiring from medical practice, I've become an activist for family caregiving, which explains the name of the show, Family Caregivers Unite. Now, our topic today is Realtors Advising Family Caregivers. Our two guests are experienced realtors, Mona Gandhi and Asko Monjanovic. Now, I'd like to just summarize their interesting bios. Uh, Mona uh, was a licensed realtor in the state of Texas for 12 years. She sold residential real estate with the Phyllis Browning Company in the San Antonio area. Her family caregiving began three years ago when she lost her father. She now spends time with her mother, who would otherwise be alone, and handles all of her mother's financial requirements. And she now also serves on a charity committee formed to raise funds for the Severa Association in New Delhi, India. It's a charity established in 1998 for the people of Srinivaspuri, a slum dwelling. It has established a kindergarten to prepare children for formal education, a vocational school for girls, and a medical clinic. It's raising funds and seeking sponsors to expand services to other slum areas in New Delhi. Now, ASCO is a partner in avant-garde real estate based in the Yorkville area of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. He's a professional engineer, a management scientist, and a former computer executive who spent his career helping people make their businesses more productive. Now, as a member of the Toronto Real Estate Board, the Ontario Real Estate Association, and the Canadian Real Estate Association, he helps put together deals for people buying and selling their businesses and or their residential properties. He's also an active member of his community and participates at the executive level on the boards of various not-for-profit organizations. Welcome to the show, Mona and Asko. Thank you. Thank you, Gordon. Okay. Now, my first question is going to Asko. Please tell us more about your work as a realtor. And also, please could you answer this question, do you have personal experience as a family caregiver? Well, thank you, Gordon. Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year to you and your audience out there. Thank you. Um, I've been uh, a professional realtor for the last few years now, uh, working. I was fortunate enough uh, to enter into a partnership directly with uh, Jamna Dairam, who's my partner in avant-garde real estate. 
And uh, prior to that, uh, I've had investments in real estate, and uh, she was helping me rent uh, one of my houses in downtown Toronto. Right. So uh, as a result of that, uh, I've uh, had the good fortune to participate in some commercial deals and in some residential deals. And and we have a lot of clientele that are slightly older as well. Yeah. What about your own personal experience as a family caregiver? Anything there? Well, uh, of course, um, my parents uh, have uh, passed on now, gone to God or to the spirit realm, as you as you might say. And uh, uh, my mother took ill first, and my dad looked after her, and then. Uh, after she passed away, it was a very difficult time for my father. And uh, at that time, I was actually traveling the world on uh, a business project. And uh, it was a very uh, intense uh, experience, both physically and emotionally. However, I did the best I could to uh, keep my father in his family home right. as long as possible, even though that, that was quite difficult and at times almost terrifying for me because yep. of the threat of falls and things of that nature. Uh, we're going to be coming back to some of these things. Mona, please tell us more about your work experience as a realtor and more about your personal experience as a family caregiver. Mona? Okay. I'm a, a licensed realtor in the state of Texas, and I practiced uh, residential real estate in San Antonio for probably the last 12 years. I did listings of properties and worked with buyers alike. And um, I, had a, I had good experiences and some not so good. But that's, you know, that's how the business is. Uh, yes, I have personal experience in caregiving. When my father passed away in Toronto three years ago, and my mother was pretty much left on her own. So I decided to move to Toronto to be with her and to just keep company with her and help her with all her financial requirements, such as paying bills and managing her investments, which is where her income comes from. So I pretty much took over my dad's role uh, with her, and I'm continuing to be with her, and many times we go back and forth from Texas to Toronto. We normally spend um, summers in Toronto and winters in Texas, so that's been right. my experience for the last three years. I'm going to ask Asko now this question, and I'm going to ask it as Mona as well. Um, why do you advise Canadian family caregivers to get the help of a realtor? Well, uh, I've had a long career as a professional, Gordon, and uh, I would always advise people to seek professional advice, no matter what area uh, they need help in. Uh, if it's a legal issue, of course, I would counsel people to consult a lawyer. Uh, if it's a financial issue, I would consult people to check with their accountants. And, uh, of course, uh, in real estate, 
I think you're much better off dealing with experienced people that uh, have a knowledge of all the legal ins and outs of uh, a real estate transaction and um, experience with the business because there are not only legal issues involved, but there's uh, security issues as well because you're inviting strangers into your home and uh, when you're dealing with uh, a realtor through a real estate office, uh, viewings and showings are registered and um, the realtors do a certain amount of screening. Right. Well, right. Now I'm going to ask Mona to talk to say why she advises U.S. family caregivers to get the help of a realtor. Mona, please. Okay. I would also advise a caregiver to get the help of a realtor, first of all, to obtain a market analysis to determine the pricing of the home you wish to put up for sale because pricing the home correctly is very crucial in the beginning as it makes it easier to sell and get the highest price possible. Then, of course, the marketing of the property, the showings will be handled for you. You don't have to deal with the hassle of having people coming in and out of your home. And also, lastly, negotiating the sale of the home and making sure that the sale actually closes. So the realtor will, you know, take you through all the different steps and it would make life a lot easier for you. So, yes, I definitely advise that. Right. I'm going back to ASCO just with a quick question because I also want to put it to Mona. What about the security issue? You mentioned that. What do you mean by that, and where does that come in? Well, uh, there have been incidents at the past, uh, in the past, both at open houses and at showings, um, where unfortunate things have transpired from thefts to assault, personal injury. And uh, this is not a matter that's to be treated, treated lightly. So that's why uh, we uh, at Avant Garde always make a, a rule of calls uh, must be registered, um, showings must be registered, open houses must be registered. So uh, at least there's someone at the office that knows uh, who's come to visit you, how they've identified themselves, uh, what information they've left, right. what approximate times uh, that you're supposed to be engaged in the showing. So uh, this can be um, a source of comfort or security, right. if you know what I mean. And it's always a good thing to uh, to take people in your own car, to take them to the office, as opposed to just meeting them at a client's house. So, you know, there's a certain air of formality and a process. Right. Now, I'm just going to interrupt tonight because I want a quick word from Mona on this, and it does have to be quick, I'm sorry to say, because of the tyranny of the break. Um, What about an elderly person um, trying to sell his or her own home from the point of view of security? How worried would you be about that, and how strongly do you think that makes the case for bringing in a realtor? Well, I think that an elderly person trying to sell their home, it's first of all a very difficult job to do so. And um, 
I think that you do need a professional. If you don't, then you would have to price the home. You would have to determine what the price would be. You would have to be careful who comes in and out of your home. As Asko said, you're opening up you know, your home to people. You don't know what their intentions are. And um, you could get yourself into a lot of trouble. And, you know, there are many other factors, I think, that the person may not realize. Right. And you may be just spinning your wheels and okay. or now, getting yourself into some trouble. Mona, I'm just going to stop you there because we are going into the break, but you will get a chance to finish off your answer. Thank you very much. Now, as Thanks. I say, it is time for the break. We have to pay the rent. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guests are Mona Gandhi and Asko Marjanovic. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please stay with us. We definitely will be back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com Are you ready to grow your business? Listen for the Independent Business Owner Show with your coach, Rick Carrado. This entertaining talk radio program will bring you the tools to help increase your business. You'll learn sales success, time management, lead generation, business development, life balance, and much more. Rick Carrado is here to help you take your business to the next level. Listen for the Independent Business Owner Show, heard live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. There are many legal programs in today's media, but most of them do not target you, the everyday person, trying to deal with your everyday problems. Now, the Voice America Variety Channel presents Cohen's Counsel, a program to help you simplify and understand the legal process in this country. Hosted by Larry J. Cohen, an everyday civil lawyer, our program will help you sort out how to work with attorneys, the courts, and interpret and work through what happens in our legal system. Tune in to Cohen's Counsel every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. You know I need someone. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, at m-y-m-o-n-a-m-i dot com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and our two guests, Mona Gandhi and Asko Marjanovic. Our topic is Realtors Advising Family Caregivers. Now, I want to talk about real estate and business things that can go wrong, the concerns that family caregivers have, and how their realtor responds. Let's start with Mona. Please, can you give us some examples of the things that can go wrong when the home of an aging person is put up for sale by the owner? Well, again, um, Gordon, it's the same thing. Uh, You're 
bringing people into your home that you're not familiar with and you don't know what their intentions are. So it's a safety issue, first of all. And secondly, you may not be pricing your house correctly without the help of a professional who can do a market analysis for you and, um, you know, and go through the whole process of showings and and also going and if if and also doing the contract negotiating the contract and if you do put your house up for sale you don't is you know does the owner know about contracts that's another thing so you do need the help of a professional so a lot of things can go wrong right very good um very clear that point Mona Asko Please give us some examples of things that can go wrong when a family business is put up for sale by the owner who can no longer manage the business. Well, there's a little bit of a uh, uh, difference between uh, businesses and residential properties. or In some cases, it can be a lot, depending on the complexity of the business. Um, and even though uh, business tends to be a little more about the numbers, uh, it can be quite emotional as well, especially if it's a, a small family business or a sole proprietorship because people get emotionally attached to things that they spend many years working on. And uh, one of the things that I've noticed is um, sometimes you can wait too long uh, to sell your business where uh, you're faced with a situation of declining revenues and uh, there can be an impasse over financial statements. Not everyone's comfortable with disclosing financials. Right. And uh, then one needs to know what to do. In Ontario, for example, you can sign a waiver uh, where the buyer waives their right to see the financial statements. However, uh, again, that's another form that needs to be filled out. People need to understand uh, what's involved in that. And uh, as Mona mentioned, there's um, there's complexities to contract and contract law. There's issues of capacity. Um, you know, are all the parties to the contract, uh, do they have the capacity to sign the agreement? And uh, in Ontario, again, for example, uh, the offer of purchase sale is a document or a contract that's made under seal. And uh, under seal, uh, the seal is the consideration. So in a contract... Um, there must be consideration, in other words, some sort of payment. So unless you put in a clause where failure to remit the deposit as per the agreement uh, by a spe specific time being a fundamental breach of contract, uh, a document or an offer made under seal, failure to remit the deposit on time is not a fundamental breach because the seal is the consideration. So, now, this is I'm just, Oscar, sorry to do this. I'm just going to stop you there, because as always, yeah. the time is a tyranny. But what you're saying is profoundly important. This is a complex business. And if someone um, is no longer able to manage the business, then selling it uh, is going to be a real challenge. Um, so that leads me to Mona. What, 
when should family caregivers be concerned and what should they be concerned about when a family home is put up for sale by a family member whose health is failing uh, without us necessarily knowing what exactly uh, the health problem is. Mona, what, what are the concerns there? Well, the family caregiver should be concerned as it is, a, again, a very difficult job to sell a home, even if it is your own home and you know it better than anybody else. But, um, you know, just the monitoring of people who come and go, if your health is if the family member's health is failing, then it would probably be a very difficult thing for them to handle on their own. They would definitely need some professional help in that area. And also, they would have to make the home available for showings and so forth. Right. Now, I'm going to just go back to ask you. You were saying that sometimes selling a family business can be a very emotional business, uh, a very emotional thing because of all the effort invested. Um, so that raises the question of protecting what's been achieved and what may be a family heritage when it's put up for sale by an owner whose health is failing. So what exactly, what are the roles that the realtor has in protecting the family business in these circumstances? Well, uh, depending on the circumstances, sometimes it might be necessary to move quickly uh, to ensure that uh, all the documents are in order. I, I mentioned uh, before about uh, in the case of sale of business, um, you usually have to submit financial statements. Um, certainly, if it's a case where uh, the health is failing, then you may be called upon to do things above and beyond the call of duty, so to speak. Right. Now, Mona, we're still on the same theme of people, um, you know, families when an aged parent, um, things are going wrong from the health point of view. And so I'm asking you this question. What concerns do people, family caregivers, have about selling the family home when an aged parent goes into care? You know, let's say it's for dementia or something like that. How do you address those concerns? Well, I believe that the concerns may be that the parent may not remain in care, first of all. So I believe that the family member's concern should meet and come to a mutual agreement whether or not to put the family home up for sale. Or there could be a family member who may want to live there in the family home for example, and take care of the home. So it would be a matter of everyone being in agreement uh, with whether or not to sell the home. Right. And if the, if the aged parent, you know, the effects, as you know, of dementia and conditions like that is that, unfortunately, the ability to make decisions is impaired, um, then this whole question of what to do uh, falls really back on the family and the family caregiver, doesn't it? Relative, when I say what to do, I mean relative to selling uh, a home or something of that nature. That's so, Yeah, so what you're saying is profoundly important there. Now, I want to ask, uh, ask you this, this question. And again, it's the situation an aged parent has gone into care 
again, perhaps because of dementia. If you've had experience of something like that, what are the questions which the family caregiver presents to you, and how do you answer them? Well, um, one of the key things people are interested in uh, is the price, whether it's the buyer or the seller. And uh, Mona mentioned about one of the roles uh, of the realtor in helping to determine the price. There's a science to the price, but there's also an art to the price as well. Generally speaking, the rule of thumb is uh, if you want to ask for a higher price, it'll probably take longer to get your price. A little lower price, may sell faster, and then it becomes a question of what is the priority? Is the priority the highest possible price, um, no matter how long it takes? Uh, or are we going to look for a reasonable price that will sell within a reasonable period of time? And then, of course, there's the strategy of uh, do you purposely set a low price in order to encourage a bidding war? That uh, doesn't happen as often as it used to, but sometimes it can still happen. And I've seen it happen as recently as the last couple of weeks in the Toronto area. And then, of course, there's the whole question of capacity and who is signing and who is signing on behalf of whom. Is it the owner? Is it the owner and their spouse? Or is it the power of attorney? And have all these arrangements been made properly? Yeah. Uh, and if I can just make a quick comment back to you, when somebody's slipping down that hill to dementia, their judgment is affected, yet they, in law, may still be the decision maker that you're talking about. They may have the power, but in medical terms, they may not have the capacity, that is the, the actual intellectual, mental capability to make those kinds of decisions. And um, I suggest to you that that's the kind of thing that can get very awkward and that what you both are talking about is the way in which the realtor can help the family cope with that situation where there can be tensions and uncertainties about things like the value of the home or, for that matter, the business and the need to have somebody appointed who really can make a decision that's in the best interest of the person and, of course, of the family. Now, we're into break time. We're going into the break again, and we are coming back, but it is time, that time for the break. This is Dr. Gordon Adley, and my guests are Mona Gandhi and Asko Monjanovic. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. We will be back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Total career success. What does it mean to you? World Talk Radio presents a radio program dedicated to help you achieve your career goal. Even in times of economic uncertainty, you can achieve your financial goals. Whether you're a college grad, new in the working environment, or a top-level executive, you will benefit from the practical and proven advice on job search and career advancement. Join Ken and Cheryl Dawson every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, for Total Career Success on World Talk Radio. 
Listen up. Conceive Magazine is now on the air, live and on demand on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Hosted by Kim Hahn, founder of Conceive Magazine. Conceive On Air offers comfort and emotional support to women contemplating starting or expanding their family by consulting noted professional experts and by sharing the insights and experiences of others. Kim wants to share her experiences to educate and empower women. Conceive On Air is the only complete resource destination that inspires and informs future moms about their fertility on the journey to parenthood. Conceive On Air with Kim Hahn, celebrating the creation of families. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You know I need someone. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, at M-Y-M-O-N-A-M-I dot com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and our two guests, Mona Gandhi and Aska Manjanovic. Our topic is Realtors Advising Family Caregivers. Now, I want to talk about the discussions that family caregivers may want to have with their realtors in various circumstances. Now, let's talk, Asko, let's talk about a family caregiver who's caring for a family member who's nearing the end of life and who owns a property that's the family heritage. Uh, That means that the person, the family member who's nearing the end of life has worked hard all his or her life, paid off the mortgage, and that becomes the heritage, and it's often a case for immigrants into North America. Now, what are the things that you want the family caregivers to know to help protect the heritage? Uh, Throughout all of this conversation, like we're, we're talking about the legal issues, we're talking about the process, uh, and it's uh, the process and the, the regulation that have grown up over time to protect the, the consumer. And one of the things that I personally like about the process is it's a very public process. And that becomes yet another check and balance to make sure that people are treated fairly. However, th- there are two kinds of listings, one of which is an exclusive listing, which means... Uh, the agent or the brokerage holds that listing exclusively and it doesn't go on the multiple listing service. So that's a private process and uh, can be very useful if there are issues of confidentiality. However, in the case of an older person, uh, I personally feel there are more checks and balances to the public process, which is the multiple listing. So every agent, uh, every brokerage uh, can see the listing. 
the public can see the listing on uh, in Canada. It's called the Realtor.ca site, and I'm sure there's an equivalent in the U.S. as well. And um, I like uh, the visibility of and transparency of the process. Right. Personally, very important. Mona, it's the same situation. Family caregiver caring for a family member who's nearing the end of life and who owns the property that's the family heritage. Now, what are the things that you want the family caregiver to know that may help reduce the risk of family tension? And I quickly add, many families have tensions in situations like this, and my own is no exception. What are the things you want the family caregiver to know that would help reduce family tensions? Well, I think the family caregiver should meet with the other family members concerned and make a unanimous decision before proceeding with selling of the home, if that's what you're asking, Gordon. Yes, it is. That's one okay. Of the Once the decision is made, then the caregiver should interview several realtors from reputable companies before making a selection as to who they would like to go with. And then I do believe that it will help a lot in reducing the tensions at this time. Um, You need someone that is compatible and who will report to you and give you proper information on a weekly or, you know, bi-weekly basis so that you can give, relay the message on to the rest of the family what is happening with the sale of the home. So these are things that um, involve choosing a realtor, not necessarily the first one who comes on the scene, and also doing things that are going to increase trust among everybody concerned. Is that, is that right, Mona? Do you agree with that? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Now, Asko, I'm still on the same situation because it's so common. Um, difficulties that arise in a family when an aged parent in declining health is selling a property. But this time, there is no family caregiver. How can the real, realtor help in that situation? No realtor, yet the aged parent in declining health is selling the family property. How can the realtor help? Well, uh, uh, I think uh, Mona made reference to this uh, once before, where because uh, there may or may not be a question of capacity, um, it might be useful to have other members of the family involved. Uh, this becomes a very touchy area because uh, the members of the family may not be in agreement. And uh, uh, the elderly person of course, wants to maintain their independence as well. So it, it's a, a, you know, there is no easy answer to that question, and it is very uh, specific to the exact situation. And but then uh, it can be as simple as, um, because the person is uh, elderly, they will need more help. You know, you may have to make arrangements for them. So. Uh, typically, you like to declutter a house. Well, after so many years, you tend to accumulate the minutiae of life, and it can be things like bottles and medicines and clothes and mementos and valuable antiques 
scattered throughout the house and some of these things may need to be removed and packaged and put in a safe place. And I can see that, as you've said, that can be a source of tension and friction too for all the good reasons that we're talking about. Now, Mona, um, I want you to talk about um, family caregiving, family caregivers and situations for family members with homes outside of North America. What's your advice there? Well, my advice, Gordon, would be in the case of a family member owning a home outside of North America is to seek advice, first of all, from your banker in North America or if you have a banker in that particular country that you know of to help you or or a lawyer or an accountant who can refer you to the right party in the other country who will be able to help you to sell or rent or whatever you wish to do with your home there. So, yes, they would probably get you to the right company that deals with that, that the right brokerage that would deal with that sort of situation. Right. And that's an interesting comment you've made about talking to your bank about this. Um, I'm not sure that everybody would immediately think about that. And so that thanks for the, very much for that. Now, different question for both of you, and it's got to be uh, relatively short, but we will come back to it. Um, and that is, um, I'm going to be asking you in, in, um, in this way. What are the things about work as a realtor in Canada, and this is to ASCO, that make the sun shine for you? Well, uh, the smiles on the faces of my client as they realize they have the freedom to get on with the rest of their life now. Yeah. A kind of burden off their backs. Is that right? Is that the way you look at it? And that's what makes the sunshine for you? Well, it's a, it's a relief. Yeah. You know, it's a complex situation. It's an emotional situation. And... Uh, Circumstances change, life change, and uh, it can be difficult to, to deal with at times. Yeah. Mona, it's the same question. What, about, what are the things about work as a realtor in the U.S. that make or made the sunshine for you? Well, when everything goes smoothly, when the buyer and the seller are both happy, when the contract moves along smoothly and closes on time, with no problems whatsoever with financing or inspections. or So when everything goes smoothly, and then that makes it all worthwhile. Right. Now, I'm just going to extend that question in this way by linking family caregivers in with this. That is to say, the sun would shine for you and for the family caregiver if um, things went smoothly, um, and I know you're going to say yes to that, so that's not a question. But I want you to be very, very clear in the answer to this one. That really means, does it, that the professional realtor who is experienced in the right kind of way is the person with whom the family caregiver can have this kind of mutual, respectful, and helpful relationship. Um, Asko, very quickly, just in a minute, do you agree with that? And if you do agree with it, 
how strongly are you recommending to family caregivers that they should go for the help of a professional realtor? Uh, yes, I agree, Gordon, and uh, I, I would re- recommend it very strongly. Yeah. It, it, it's a team effort that uh, requires the the work and experience of an expert, and um, uh, working together as a team, a good result can be accomplished. Right. And Mona, same thing for you. That is that sense that you're a family caregiver. If you had this kind of experience, that is, you were on the receiving end of the professional services of a realtor, who, and for all of you, the sun was shining, that would be a strong recommendation that other families in the same situation as you would want to consult a realtor. Now, I know I'm leading, as the lawyers say, that on that question, but I would just like you to affirm that that's what you really believe. Yes, I would definitely get the uh, get professional help from a realtor just so that things can move smoothly and that the objective is met. Basically, you need to sell your home and you want to get the right price. So, yes, you do need a professional to, to help you do that. Perfectly fair. Now, it is break time again. Um, we do have to, uh, as I keep saying, pay the rent. This is Dr. Gordon Avley, and my guests are Mona Gandhi and Aska Monjanovic. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please stay tuned because we will be back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. It's football, pop culture, and everything in between. Get ready for the game plan with Anthony Heron, a.k.a. Big Ant. Anthony has a background in college and professional football and brings the player, coach, and broadcaster perspective to this weekly roundup of the top sports news and events. Big Ant wants to hear from you, too. Tune in to the game plan with Anthony Heron every Tuesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's game time. Ever wondered what private investigators really do and how they go about solving cases? Each week, PI's Declassified gives a glimpse into this little-known world. Join your host, Francie Kaler, a noted private investigator, in conversations with detectives and experts in the field. False confessions, forensic evidence, finding missing persons, exposing fraud, exonerating the innocent. All areas that Francie and her guests will cover. And have they got stories to tell? Tune in and call in to the live show Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on Voice America Variety. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. You know I need someone. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, at mymonami.com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back 
to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and our two guests, Mona Gandhi and Asko Manjanovic. Our topic is Realtors Advising Family Caregivers. Now, family caregiving is more and more important, not just for families, but also for the healthcare systems and society as a whole in North America and beyond. So let's talk about ways in which realtors can provide more family caregivers faced with difficult situations as the health of a family or business owner declines. And so starting with you, Asko, first question, how influential are realtors in helping family caregivers facing these difficult situations? Um, And should, in your view, realtors become more influential? What do you think? Well, um, realtors handle somewhere between 80 and 85% of all residential home sales. And I think the figures are fairly consistent, whether it's in Canada or the United States of America. Uh, Interestingly enough, um, in the United States, it's been some time now that uh, sellers have had the right to uh, not only sell the homes on their own, but also list it on the multiple listing service. And uh, after a few years of experience of that, uh, the statistics haven't really changed at all. Uh, whether realtors should be more influential or or that, uh, well. I guess we're recommending that um, you always use a professional, but uh, it takes um, uh, all sorts to make a world out there. So I would think uh, it's about right, the way it is right now. Okay, very good. Mona, it's the same question about um, how influential realtors are in helping family caregivers in these kind of situations we've been talking about. But... My question to you relates to the sales of family properties situated outside of North America. Should realtors in North America become more influential in that field? What do you think? Well, I think that the realtors realtors are quite influential in helping people sell their homes, their properties and whatnot in North America as we but Realtors from North America, I don't think, are influential in selling homes outside of North America. But they, but what they can do is refer you at times, you know, if you're dealing with a reputable company, they can refer you to other reputable companies outside of North America, if you so wish, and or you well, there are always bankers you can rely on and other support groups as well. If you're the realtor that you're dealing with cannot help you with, in that situation. But should realtors become more influential? I think they should because the world is becoming smaller. People, especially in Canada, are from all over the world. So they have properties outside of Canada or the United States. So I think, yes, realtors should become more influential. Right. Um, I think, you know, I'm an immigrant to North America myself, and I've personally 
in our family had this situation where there was a question of a property being sold not in North, that lived where the property wasn't in North America, but I was. And so this question of getting advice or being networked into advice um, to me seems very real. And the more and more people coming to North America um, and more and more people with heritages in other countries. So thank you for that, because that's an important, I think, analysis that you've just given us. Now, Asko, I want to ask you this. Um, what more would you like to see done to encourage family caregivers facing difficult selling decisions, and I'm talking about selling decisions from North America here, about family businesses? What more should be done to encourage those family caregivers to seek the help of a, a, a realtor when there's a family but family business up for sale. Well, uh, Gordon, I think uh, the kind of dialogue that we're having today and the communication that results from it, I think that's the kind of thing that we need to see more of. Um, uh, for one reason or another, some of the things that we've discussed today uh, haven't received prominent coverage or... Uh, these issues don't seem to come up in the newspapers as, uh, you know, the, the headline news is uh, uh, what are the prices, are the prices going up, prices going down, and um, I think things like uh, you're doing today with this program are a big part of the answer, Gordon. Okay. Um, I'm going to come back, but I just want to give Mona a chance to answer the same question, but it, about family businesses outside of North America. Um, what should be done to encourage people who come to North America where there's been a business in the country from which they came that they have some ownership of? Um, what about um, getting the message through to them that hiring the appropriate realtor might be a valuable thing to do? Would you like to see more done to encourage that, and if so, what would you like to see done? Uh, yes, I would like to encourage family caregivers who are facing difficult decisions about family businesses outside of North America. I think they should seek the help of a realtor in, in that country uh, or a broker that deals in selling businesses who will be able to, first of all, help to, you know, price it right, market it, and select the right buyers for you. And, again, since you are not in that country, you cannot, you have to rely on a professional to do that. So, yes, I, I believe that you should, um, you know, use a realtor there. Right. The question that follows up on what you've both been saying, and it's going to ask you, the definition in the world that I come from, which of medicine, which, of a professional, is that your job is to put the interests of the client first. Is that the professionalism of the realtors, too? I believe that's the professionalism that all professionals aspire to, Gordon. Right, and um, uh, it's a it's a higher standard than uh, 
areas which are not licensed and highly regulated. And there's issues of uh, personal and professional liability as well. Well, just explain that. What do you mean by personal and professional liability? Well, uh, as a professional uh, uh, realtor, you're um, liable for your actions. You have a responsibility to conduct these transactions in a certain manner, and if you don't, uh, then there's severe consequences. There may be fines. You may lose your license, which is your ability to earn your livelihood. So this is a much higher standard than, for example, uh, you sign a waiver when you use a piece of software. So there's no responsibility by the software company. Uh, If you enroll your uh, child in a sports activity, you sign a waiver, and they take no responsibility whatsoever for the health and welfare of your child. However, as professionals, whether it's engineers, lawyers, doctors, realtors, we take responsibility for our actions. Right. Mona, it, it's the same question, but relating now to businesses outside of North America, it's a question we've discussed before. Um, if, if you come from a country and you come to Canada, what, I assume that you know how to find the professionals who have this higher standard that ASCO has been talking about. But there may be situations where you come to North America and, you know, as many of us have done, lived here for years, and have kind of lost the contact and connections in the country that we came from. What's the answer to that? How how would um, someone with this sort of situation where they've been here in North America lost most of their contacts in their country of origin, but now the family keg, the family business uh, in that country is that it has to be put out for sale how do you how do you approach that situation well as for me i would contact my banker and have them maybe give me some referrals and if that's you know usually bankers can do that because they have branches all over the world and they will help you i've had that exp- personal experience so that's one way of doing it. Or you can contact your lawyer or your accountant and someone will will help you to get a referral to some you know, to a reputable brokerage in that country. Yeah. Yeah. What I found coming to, to Canada was that I didn't really understand, you know, this the the sort of basics of the methods. Um, Britain deals with things like making offers. It's in the same, it's the same principle, but in, in a different way. Um, and, you know, I had to learn, and I think a lot of other people have to learn, and that's one that uh, we're going to run out of time, so I can't ask you this as a question, but I'm going to suggest to you that offering help to people who are coming to Canada about purchasing um, um, real estate here and to the U.S. as well do need the help of people like you, the professional realtors. So I uh, have to say I'm sorry we've come to the close. It comes very quickly. I want to say thank you to our m- listeners. And please would you email us with your comments and questions, which I'll gladly pass on to Mona and Asco. And I want to say thank you to our guests, Mona and Asco, 
for sharing with us your experience, your insights, and your advice, and that sense of professionalism that you both have. So in everybody's interest, I want to wish you both every success in all the things that you're doing. Now, in our next episode, we're going to be talking about what I, your host, have learned from family caregivers from the past 50 episodes of Family Caregivers Unite. Please join me, same time, same spot, on the internet. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until then, we hope our program will help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. And I do appreciate you being Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.